listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or even game design. Joining Roger from WoW Dogs, and For the Lore is Joe, writer for World of Maticus, and Enrique of Spooncraft. For the Lord, this is Roger coming to you on Monday, the 23rd of November, for our special 10th episode, which for some people may not seem like a big deal, but you know what? Once you actually start podcasting, you want to appreciate those small milestones because it actually is a milestone. It's fun to say that, you know what? been doing this for a couple of months now been doing it for more and more and so this is our fantastic drunk tank episode where we're just going to have a couple of beers drinks whatever we have kicking around see i've got a nice glass of wine for the peeps in the audience and just shoot the shit about basically gaming and whatever else in a much more relaxed fashion kind of thing if there's going to be time we may even have some people calling into the show to be able to (laughs) Give us some comments. <laughs> Fucking Joe. Give us some comments what or questions hell? or stories or whatever. As you can tell from the noise in the background, we have back as same as usual, Joe from World of Maticus and with the Totem as well as Enrique from Spooncraft. Welcome boys. How's it going? I am happy. You are having fun. You started at four o'clock. Now I thought starting at five that it was a little early, but you beat me to the punch. Yeah, well, I was it was sitting there in the fridge, and I looked at the clock. I'm like, yeah, I might as well start early. All right, then. Now, before we even get in on any of that, a long-standing joke, some of it on the podcast, uh, quite a bit of it behind the scenes, has been how a certain co-host sounds a lot like a certain star from a movie from a long time ago. So, Joe, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take this. I am absolutely convinced that Rick sounds like Randall from Clerks. So if you guys have ever watched the movie Clerks, I've sent him the porn list to read off when he does the ordering just so we can compare the two side by side because I think it would be absolutely hilarious and because, well, I'm drinking and everything seems like a great idea right now. <laughs> That's a key word. It seems like a great idea at the time and then, you know, the, the little skit is over half an hour, just dead silence afterwards. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, unsubscribe. I, I highly <laughs> doubt it. I'm actually going to find... I've got clerks. So if I have to, if I can't find... I'm just going to rip the damn thing right from the movie, the DVD, and then I'll kind of post them side by side. So it'll take a little bit longer for the editing, but I, in all honesty, I think it'll be worth it. So I think it would be too. Rick, it's all yours. Oh, fine. Yeah, no pressure, right? None Shit. at all. None at all. Do you, just do you, take your time. Take your time. I, we know how well, you don't perform so. well under, under pressure. At oh. least that's what I heard from Misty. <laughs> we're, we're clever. We're, we're still we're still continuing on the the penis joke. All right, I have you know making fun of my cock. Go on. Go no, ahead. not so much that, that, but as your your performance is they're they're completely different. Well, you know, years of excessive masturbation occurs a little to the left, so that sometimes works for my benefit. But I don't know if you guys want to get into that. No, we're no? good to to just hit the list. Oh right. Okay, list. Well, who's really didn't like that comment? <laughs> <laughs> 
And for people who are listening to the actual podcast that's going to be released on Wednesday, there's going to be probably quite a few references to the people in the audience here. We're going to have them a lot more involved and have some fun here. So, yeah, we will try to be clear on who we're talking about and what they're saying as well. Okay, list. Do it. Do it. Okay, I got to read this song. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm trying not to laugh and finishing off this line of coke. All right. <clears throat> we're waiting. Hi, this is RST Video Calling, customer number 4352. I'd like to place an order. Okay, I need one of one each of the following tapes. Whispers in the Wind, To Each His Own, Put It Where It Doesn't Belong, My Pipes Need Cleaning, Alt-Tit Fucking Volume 8, I Need Your Cock, <laughs> Ass-Worshipping Rim Jobbers, My Cunt and Eight Shafts, Come Clean, Come Gargling Naked Sluts, Come Buns 3, Coming in Socks, Come on, Eileen. Huge back. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, I got to finish it, right? <laughs> Stop laughing, you fucking bastards. Huge black cock, pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Men alone, too. The KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh, yeah. And uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, what was that called again? <laughs> Look at that guy. I got one of them squealing and the other one's like, crazy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the delay just kicked in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was worth it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah. So <laughs> I will. I'll edit in the actual list <laughs> from the movie for those I listening to the game. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying really hard not to laugh, but oh my god, that was epic. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Moving from there, I guess. Jesus. So, uh, okay. (laughs) Actually, I wanted to ask you guys because you guys both got the um, Left 4 Dead 2, correct? Yes. How have you guys been liking it? Seriously. Because I haven't actually read any reviews yet. I was considering picking it up, and then I was thinking, well, I'll kind of hold off for a little bit and see whether or not it's as as good as the hype. It is. Is it really? I, I What little I've gotten to play of it since Dragon Age is still sucking up my time. It's been absolutely amazing. Nothing says I it's, love you like killing a zombie. No, it's like the missions are shorter than the first Left 4 Dead you know, like not the missions, but the little the the scenarios or whatnot. Each individual chapter is is generally shorter, but um, you get to go to some really entertaining, just fucking crazy areas. Like I'm I'm really digging. There's one in a mall that's like you know some five story fucking mall they apparently have like in in Georgia that supposedly really exists. And this thing is just it's a nightmare, but it's a blast to play. I, everybody was saying, oh. You know, why are they bothering with Left 4 Dead 2? Just, you know, put it as an add-on or uh, an expansion to Left 4 Dead 1. But they've revamped the graphics on it. They've revamped the audio on it. They've done 
They've done a lot, man. It's it's a really good game. It's hard. Even on normal mode, it's really fucking hard. Because I didn't then, find the first one hard at all. I mean, I didn't find the first one challenging in the least. I don't know, like, the first one, you could cheese most of it because you could find a corner to hide in, point in every direction, and, like, just shoot, and nothing could stop you during the little crescendo events. There's nothing like that. Like, whenever a crescendo happens, you know, you set off a alarm or something, and it's meant to be, like, some event where the zombies come rushing at you. Um, half of them never stop. Like, it's... You have to run through this massive swarm to go push a button to stop an alarm or something, or... You know, you're literally surrounded on all sides by you know, the the finale when you're at some carnival is you have to set off a light show at a rock concert in a stadium to like signal a chopper. And it's like, think about it if you're in the very center of a stadium and there's stands surrounding you 360 and you're on a stage that doesn't have any walls either and you're just getting freaking swarmed. It's very, very, very cool, very hard, but worthwhile. And Joha, you've been finding it. It's uh, it's definitely harder than the first one. Like the first one, you could do weird, wacky shit, like uh, get the tank and lock him in the safe room, and you know, toss a bomb in there, shut the door, blow him up, and then you know, end of event. Or uh, <clears throat> you know, now it's just like you have to make choices and you have to actually like you know fight your way as opposed to finding the, the way to cheese. It's a lot more fun. It's it's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. See, I haven't played the first one for a little while now. I mean, there's there's always something else to play kind of thing. And especially, like, again, you would know this, especially, Rick, when you're doing a site with gaming, you're always trying games like crazy. And you, there's it's hard to find time to devote to just one game kind of thing. And then there's, mm-hmm. of course, that WoW addiction that will hold you back for a while. I'm, I'm really quite glad to not have that anymore and to be enjoying a lot of other games. Um but yeah, there's a lot of other games that you really don't take enough time to to savor and get through. And, and that was Left 4 Dead, the first one for me. Like, I went through it all. I did all the campaign, and I played a lot of it. But I still feel... And part of it is also because the second one came out. Like, I don't feel like I gave it enough time. I don't feel like I really played it enough. Well, you don't need to play Left 4 Dead 1 to, to jump into Left 4 Dead 2. But you, you, if I guess I don't want to say it's it's kind of hard to justify... And now with all the games, you got Dragon Age, all these other things to drop another 50 bucks on a game. But um, this is something that actually is it's got replay value. It's got a lot of replay value and it's it's worth it was worth it for me, you know, hands down. So and see, I was looking at the the Island Dr. Ned as well, too, for Borderlands. Like I know that it's only an expansion, but it's a lot cheaper, too. So and again, it's not you can't even compare it to. Left 4 Dead 2 because Left 4 Dead 2 is a, is a full title. But just to bounce in and do some shooting and get some shit and, and kill some zombies, I mean, it, it'll it'll do once it's available for PC, which is not now, yay, but it's coming out on console this week. And, and that's all fine and dandy, and I mean, I know a lot of people are, are going to be making that same argument that it's cheaper to, to get the downloadable content for, uh, for Borderlands to get their zombie killing, but I mean, if you touch the game... I don't know if you had a chance to even just download the demo and play with it at least. It's a completely different experience than anything an add-on to a pre-existing title could already do. I mean, for those of us that love zombie survival, horror stuff, uh, it it is like night and day having a a downloadable content versus an entire title devoted to it, especially when the entire title is is doing it in uh, such a fantastic way. I mean, it really is pretty damn good. 
Well, you know, just one thing to jump in, kind of like a half half ass segue here, man. I, I know you got to refill your wine glass. Um, <laughs> The, the downloadable content for fucking Borderlands comes out tomorrow, the 24th, I, I, I believe, right, for uh, yeah, for consoles. Yeah. When the hell are we going to get it for PC? We really don't know. Like- they haven't even said. That's the thing. Gearbox has not said when it's going to be. Granted, the game itself was not released until, was it a full week later? Or I think Almost. it was a, I, I think it was yeah, at like least six, a week eight. later. Anyways, then the console. So, I mean, they are, it's it's a port. So, you know damn well it's a port. But what I would have liked them to do is at least announce when the PC version is going to come out for the expansion. Because they haven't. They still haven't. Which pisses me off. Dude, yeah. I'm reading what Malware said. It won't have dedicated server support just for Rick. I'm like, yeah, fucking Infinity Ward is on my shit list for this. Whatever. <laughs> to hell with them. And now I've got, like, gearboxes shitting all over PC gamers. Like, don't you fucking idiots realize that first-person shooters are meant to be played with a mouse and a keyboard? You know, why do you got to make us PC gamers, like, second-class citizens for this? We're seeing a lot more of that, though. Like, I mean, there's a lot more of that going on where the the PC is getting hit a lot harder, where we're not getting some titles or it's they're they're straying away from it. I mean, this is something they've been talking about for for quite a while now, asking, like, is PC gaming dying kind of thing? And it's like. It, with some titles, you feel that, yes, it is. Luckily, you also get titles like Dragon Age Online, or, sorry, Dragon Age Origins that comes out, where you get that sense of, no, we're fine. There's there's still good people working on games for us. We'll be <laughs> yeah. all right, kind of thing. And speaking of which, I actually just watched um, a really fantastic interview with um, Lead for Bioware, on um on one up on the retronauts podcast and it was fantastic i'll actually find the link and i'll post it in the show notes but anybody who's interested in um bioware and in their um the the backstory of how they came to be like the the two co-founders were doctors for christ's sakes i didn't even know that i think that's fantastic Yeah, they were doctors. And so there's a lot of things in that podcast worth listening to, even if you're not interested in Dragon Age Origins. They, of course, also touch on um, Mass Effect 2. And then he goes on to talk about, like, your KOTOR and your Neverwinter Nights, your Baldur's Gate. It was really fantastic. I actually literally just watched it before the show. It was worth watching for sure. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see where um in this case here somebody has such a passion for gaming that I mean they gave up a profession in the medical practice. They were doctors, both of them, not just studying, you know, medicine. They were doctors. They were practicing doctors and they left that and they are now doing games. And I love that because again, a lot of people it's, it's funny, and I, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here because everybody who's listening is a gamer. However, I think it's funny how you have um, you have to explain to people how times have changed. And see, I grew up wanting to be a writer ever since I was in my mid-teens that I knew I was a writer. And so for the longest time, it was writers uh, a writer of books and things like that. So I wrote the novels, or the short stories, and all of that. And yet... We're in a completely different time where print media is dying, whereas games, I mean, game 
games make more money than all other media combined. So, and it's not just for people who are looking to kill shit. It's stories now don't have to just be on paper you can extend that now so that 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 the way that it used to be for telling stories same as it used to be standing around a fucking campfire campfire it's not the same so now telling stories is more about within a game where it's more of a 3d environment where you can interact with a character you can be your character and all of those things and it's something that you see from bioware where it's much more important the story is so important case in point your dragon age um Mass Effect 2 is going to be seriously story-driven. And then, of course, Star Wars The Old Republic. So, yeah, it was fantastic to watch. And it's nice to see that more developers are really in tune with that. Actually, um, I've got it here. It's the Retronauts episode 80. So if you go to 1UP, um, it's Dr. Greg... I'm going to butcher this name. Zeskuk? Zeskuk? Anyway... Z-E-S-C-H-U-K. So anyways, him. But Zeshuk. Zeshuk. Don't, um, <laughs> don't just listen to the podcast. Actually watch the video podcast. The camera work is pretty crappy, but it's... Um, it's much better. It's it's nice to be able to see them shooting the shit together in the same room kind of thing. Um, definitely give it a, a, a listen. It was interesting, again, because here you have people who are so devoted to... Um, to to gaming but not because it's gaming but because you can tell a story it's interesting to hear him talking about um introducing romance in games which is something that you didn't see before and no gamers are going to admit i like the romance in games of course they won't but it's a human emotion that they put into a game that really locks you into that character and you're seeing that in in Dragon Age Origins as well. They did it in Mass Effect. They're going to do it, no doubt, in Mass Effect 2. And I'm curious how they're going to handle that in Star Wars as well. It'll be very interesting to see because, uh, you know, romance in the time of galactic strife, that ought to be interesting. Yeah, hey, but, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. It, it, it exists anytime. That's the thing. So, I mean, they, they obviously showed that during the, the Star Wars movies and whatnot. It's you're going to have human emotion attachment in any time, regardless of what kind of strife your, 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 your country, your city, your world, your galaxy is in kind of thing. Oh, There's no, going no, to no. be. I, I, I understand that. I mean, that's the same thing as saying like, uh, you know, all those stories that happened, like the romance in the middle of World War II, and we see that in all those movies and things like that. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how it's played out through a, a multiplayer aspect. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, not just Mass Effect 2, because, you know, a single-player game, sure. I mean, you can see it in Dragon Age where, you know, you flirt with some of the party members and you try to get approval and you can, you know, try to silver-tongue your way through certain things. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it factors into a multiplayer environment, really. Well, That's not what just, I'm curious about. Yeah, not just that, but see, I'm really curious in terms of what they can do. And again, you guys have got to watch this video. I, I, I'm, it, it makes me that much more impressed again with Bioware. Not that I wasn't before, but it's, it's really cool to see how their prior, where their priorities lie in terms of progressing a story and whatnot. And it's kind of like watching the extras for movies and whatnot. And so here you have a company that's interested in 
character development in terms of character relationships as well too how far are they going to push it are they going to take the comical route the Shatner route of banging every green chick you can find or are they going to actually make it something where it's not just you know somebody banging their way through the universe but actual meaningful relationships and yeah it sounds pussy but it's true like that kind of interaction with whether it's other people or npcs progresses your character changes your character and thus changes the choice that they'll make throughout the story it has a huge impact in how a game plays out <laughs> so anyways left for dead what else have you guys been playing aside from that i've been doing the um i'm still playing uh, dragon age origins i started my dark blood mage um but i only played her a little bit i am because it's a human mage again i'm finding that i'm experiencing the same kind of story again so it's it's not quite as much fun i know that if i did a different story origin it'd be different but i'm i'm i find myself gravitating back to my good mage um and i've i'm still having a blast with her didn't you say you were going to make one character just like, you know, a walking antichrist kind of, you know, badass, evil, whatever the hell kind of character? Is that's, that the, the dark? Yeah, the that's dark the mage? Blood Mage one. Yeah. Which I kind of, again, I just, just started it. The thing is, is that I want to do the Blood Magic um, Mage because it's it's a fairly, it's the one thing in the game that's really looked frowned down upon and you get that impression playing it early on. So I know that um, it'll be something that'll unlock a lot of things that are deemed evil in the game kind of thing. So that's why I got to go down that same route again. Um, but I, because I'm doing it, there's some of the same similarities at the very beginning because you're still a, a mage. So you're still starting in the same zones, speaking to the same people and whatnot. I think that once I get... Because I, I even did the first little... Um, the series of quests at the beginning when you're doing the the rites of passages essentially for mages and whatnot so i did those and even though you're selecting the most evil choices if i mean for lack of a better term it's still mm -hmm. progressing along the same kind of storyline because it's when you're looking at a story arc in terms of it's something can go either go like far left or far right kind of thing depending on your choices that base at the bottom even though you're selecting way different kind of thing is not going to branch off that far from where you would have been depending on which choice you made so i haven't reached that point yet where she's really quite evil and is has progressed the story down that line um i know she will and i'm looking forward to it but it's just again it's right now it's the same kind of stories and I can't wait to get back instead to the, the the good mage, just because I was having so much fun with that. Like she's at the um, the dwarven area right now, and it's funny because I've been talking to Kiki about this because when you get to the dwarven area, if you're not a dwarf yourself already, so you go to the dwarven area and you have treaties as a as a, a warden, a gray warden. You got treaties mm -hmm. that they have to adhere to to help you essentially fight the blight so you go there with your treaties and of course everybody's got their well i can't help you yet you're gonna have to do this if you want me to honor those all well and good now the one for the elves is really fucking cool like i mean really cool not the best questing i've done story arcs i'd still have to put that with the um oblivion quest for the um the dark assassin brotherhood i still feel they were among the best that i've done in a good long while but anyways it was fun and it was cool and then but then you get to the dwarves and 
it's interesting and it's cool and you've got two different factions vying for the throne and you have to resolve that before you can actually then get them to help you and but you have to pick a side essentially so i picked a side and it would appear that i picked the wrong one yeah i got my money on the wrong horse here because he's i'm the way kiki's you talking these guys brother, gonna, yeah you? yes i did see <laughs> see this is i'm hearing from everybody and i have no idea what's going to happen here but apparently yeah. it's not going to be good and i've already oh. got that impression i've done some of his i've become his bitch boy and it's like he's got me running all kinds of errands go do this and this and the last set of errands he sent me on have got a little bit of a more of a a dark twist to it it's essentially if this paragon doesn't agree to back me you know it'd be better if they don't come back so it's like okay well you want me to kill him then and so you can tell that okay he's not quite right and yet the impression you get not being a dwarf is that that's not the best route to go anyway because the other way is crooked and it's just a clusterfuck is what it is basically and there's no right or wrong when you're not a dwarf when you're going in as a human or as you know i would assume as an elf so it's like but it's it's very engaging the only downside is is that holy freaking loading screens pain in the ass goddamn every door you go through there's a loading loading screen i keep a book at my desk so yeah that's not cool bioware okay (laughs) if i have to keep a book at my desk to keep me busy during the load screens and it's not the computer i mean i got a freaking kick-ass i7 machine here i warned you about this man oh man that's a pain in the ass this is what i warned you about that memory leak oh not cool not cool at all i yeah not cool but it's again so here i have the option of playing my my blood mage and starting those quests again or being thoroughly engaged in the mage that's currently there it's a no-brainer like i'm i'm really having that much fun that i can't wait to see what's gonna happen case in point i know i've been babbling here but just one more story and then we'll move on okay when i was doing the um the the elf quest and again same as the last episode people if you're listening this this episode is gonna be full of spoilers i could give a rat's ass tune out now if you want or don't listen okay when i was <laughs> yeah, doing i've told you half the story yeah but, you it's, know, it's all, who the fuck is at this point we've gone too far um so anyways when you're doing the elf quest okay you are and again this is goes towards how much you invest of yourself when you're playing a game. If you're the type of person that sees the character on the screen as a very separate entity and you don't get involved, or if you're the type of person that when you watch a movie, you you don't get involved in it, then it's not going to matter to you. However, if you do get emotionally invested and you really sink yourself into a story, that's see, that's what I do. And I was playing through when you get sent as the uh, when you're helping out the elves. OK, you get sent off. The elves are saying, OK, the there's a werewolf problem. It's we need there's no cure. But if you get me the heart of the werewolf leader, I can cure my elf people and then we'll be able to help you along with your blight problem, you know, for lack of a better term. So you go out. Before you even get to the main quest, you meet up with a werewolf. Now, this werewolf is actually a chick werewolf, and she starts talking to you, and she is obviously in a lot of pain. She's trying to fight off this this 
werewolfism, whatever the fuck it is kind of thing. And she's like, please bring this item back to my husband. Tell him that I'm gone and that I'm dead and, and shit like that. Now, you have to decide at that point if you are going to allow her to live and just move on about your way, if you're going to show mercy and if you're going to kill her because she asks you, please just kill me, put me out of this before I lose control. Or if you're going to bring her back to the village, there's a couple of choices. Um, but essentially at that time, if you're playing as a good person, you're probably going to choose to put her out of her misery before the werewolf curse takes over completely which is what i did i kind of went okay well i said i'll go talk to your husband tell him that you're gone and explain it all and and she's dead and she even thanks you as she's dying she's saying thank you for putting me out of my misery blah 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 and then in a weird ass freaking okay bioware work on this you skin her like you you loot her and she like you get her pelt <laughs> like that's fucked up man that's not right that's that's a that's all manner of screwed up bioware so you get her pelt anyways later on you there's different options of things that you could do as you're progressing through the story i actually took a different part that than kiki took i actually cured the werewolf blight which was this phenomenal quest line i mean if you choose to go that route and and cure them it is fantastically cool what happens though then is that everyone who was a werewolf suddenly is not a werewolf so now this person that i killed on the road would have been turned to her normal self and been able to go back to her husband i felt bad I feel, and I, I, I wasn't drinking at the time, and I felt, I was like, shit, man, I killed that chick. She would have gone back to her husband, and I killed her because I felt bad. That's how much the game hooks you in and actually really invests you in the story. The game is really amazing, just for the, like, I haven't played uh, the human aspect of it, but, like, you're mentioning, like, the dwarf part, and uh, I started as a, a dwarf noble and uh, the reason I know that the little brother is a piece of shit is because of the choices I made early on. And this is a spoiler alert for everybody else. He, uh, the little fucking bastard conned me into killing my older brother who would be king. Oh, and oh, so oh, I don't want to hear this. I told you, warned you. <laughs> I warned you. I, I'm getting wine. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so the little bastard conned me into killing my brother and then like had me exiled. So I'm waiting to see what happens when I go back and have to deal with it. And uh, I don't think it'll be interesting. And I have made him leave. <laughs> Dude, this game, I'm like, I, I'm i not playing it, man. So when you guys are talking, it's like, damn, you're Chinese to me. I'm just listening. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, so I'm getting the story from them. And fuck the spoilers. But um, you guys are running into such asshole characters. You know, I mean, damn, dude, this is pretty heavy. Well, and that's the thing is, too, is like a lot of times you can't see whether or not the the character you're talking to is an asshole. You don't know. I mean, they seem like a, a nice stalwart fellow. And the next thing you know, they're trying to sell your kidneys on the black market. <laughs> and it's interesting because you don't have that that idea. You're going in completely blind unless you uh, went ahead and got yourself a uh, something to spoil it and – you know, like a, a guide to tell you who to talk to and who not to. But uh, I think that's kind of nifty because like in real life, you meet somebody and you think you're a good judge of character, but are you really, do you, do you really know if this person's cool or not? And you make your choices based on what your character would do. And, you know, yeah, you pay for the consequences. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I, there, I, I enjoy it. No, I was just wondering, like, 
Is there? There's no way to go back though, unless you nope. reload a, a pre, an older save or something like that. So there really is no, like, can you do that? Can you just save the game and then just come back to it? You can if you really want to be that like that, and you really want to uh, um, cheese out. You can save before you make a really like if you know there's going to be a really awful decision coming. You can make a save or, or keep tapping the quick save point, and then if something happens that you don't like, you can just reload off that save. Um, no. You can, that, you can do that. Yeah, that's that's probably why. Like, I'd be way too tempted to do that because I'm always thinking in my head, like, wow, I made this decision and now it's totally made the game unfun for me in some capacity or whatever. But, Well, I mean, and you can definitely have multiple save points as you go throughout so you can keep that from happening. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, for me personally, it's a lot more fun for me to sit there and go, oh, shit, I fucked up. How do I fix this? And then try to figure out a way to fix it. So, I mean, I don't know. Does it give you those options? Like, can you actually come back? Because I know that gaming in general, at least when I played, I mean, I play a lot of Bioware games. When I played, like, KOTOR and and whatnot, there was just parts where you made a decision and there was absolutely nothing that you could do to the contrary, even to just lessen it afterwards other than reloading a save. And one of that's kind of why I've stayed away from those kinds of games. I figured, fuck, man, well, now, you know. Now well, no, you have, you have opportunity to, to smooth things over, at least uh, at several points that I've seen so far. Um, like when you first meet um, the, the Witch of the Waste, um, and you, you can either be a complete asshole to her, you can be nice to her, you can just leave. Um, you get another chance to smooth things over later on uh, where you can actually uh, get items and stuff from her from you know turning it around where she could be hating you the one minute, which is what I, I was a complete asshole to her the first time. And then when you know I interacted with her the second time, I was like, you know, I'm really sorry. I was wrong to judge you. Give me free loot, and she gave me free loot, and everything was happy, and you know, we all kind of you know sung and danced and all that good shit. But you can do that. You have the option later on in many of the story arcs, from what I can see, to kind of smooth things over. So you, it's not like you absolutely have to reload. Speaking of, you know, like, where the fuck did Roger go? He did. He, is he stomping the grapes right now to fucking do his wine or what? He's I mean, been gone oh, for a bit. Oh, I saw a movement. I saw a movement. Maybe that's his angry wife. Oh, he brought the bottle with him. <laughs> oh, it is his angry wife. <laughs> Doesn't have his headphones on yet. Headphones on, cheap. Oh, there you are. I'm here. I was like, did you go out and are you stomping the fucking grapes? Like, oh, you know, drag assing? I Seriously, I'm not moving fast, okay? <laughs> you may have noticed me pick up the cane on the way out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. For a second there, I forgot. I'm like, now that I no, feel, no. now I feel bad. I made fun of the cripple. You know, that's all right. No, that's all right. But like, where I record the podcast is upstairs in the spare bedroom, which I've kind of got as an office slash spare bedroom whenever we have guests, and uh, and so that means stairs going down leading to the the bottles which I require. So in in the interest of not having to keep going back down, you I brought the bottle. Brought the bottle. Screw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Look, it's a fresh one too. One game. No, I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. No, no, I'm I'm done bitching. That's it. All right. Like I just to change it up, I want to talk about a different game. This is like. Okay, you guys, you know, we're supposed to be talking about storage-driven games. Oh, dude, we're going to talk about all kinds of shit. Knock yourself out. All right, well, you guys have been going off about Dragon Age and, you know, all these great, great titles. You know what What game has been like? I even said it in chat. I was like, my holy grail for fucking story has been Bioshock and now mm -hmm. Bioshock 2. 
I mean, oh, and the special edition with the vinyl soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's somebody that's has sick. to love me. Somebody in the audience, somebody listening, really has to <laughs> love me a lot because I want. Okay, I want <laughs> so no, you, much. You you asked earlier. It's like, what games are you guys still playing? I'm like, I'll tell you right now, just to completely and utterly come clean about w- what games I'm playing. I'm playing three main games, and everything else has fallen the wayside. First and foremost is Left 4 Dead 2. I just can't get enough of that. After that, Bioshock 1. Like, I'm st- I'm playing through it again. It is... I-, I thought it was one of the greatest games ever. It's downright fucking awesome. And the story... Now that I'm-, I'm going through it again, and I'm reading... You know, I'm going through the story again a second time. You know, it's it's just even better now. I'm remembering all these things. It's very cool. Um, third is WoW. But I'll get into that in another episode or later on. When yeah, I've I noticed that you were playing these. back again. Well, you know, I've the only I had one very, very, very close friend of mine who's playing and he he asked me, he said, dude, you know, come back and play WoW. And I told him, no, I can't really get into another game that's that addictive. You know, I just don't have the time for it. And, you know, he kind of convinced me otherwise. And I'm actually enjoying myself. I'm doing stuff that I never did, you know, in the five years that I've been playing it. Like I'm playing a fucking rogue and whatever now, which I've never done. But um, as far as as far as Bioshock that bioshock 2 i've been watching a lot of content a lot of videos on on game trailers and whatnot that story i am like foaming at the mouth trying to get more details of what they've done with the story because it's legitimately you know it's like a um it's 20 years after the fact of the first one and it assumes that you went through the good guy ending you know where you you saved mortal sisters and you harvested you know so you ended up being like their their prime savior or whatever it is so I'm just wondering how how is it like what what happened to Rapture because when I when we left Rapture it was all bomb the fuck everybody's dying the whole thing is blowing up and sinking getting screwed up and now 20 years later there's still people living down there it's still like a legitimate you know society and I'm I'm really really looking forward to checking that out I just wanted to know if you guys follow it as as viciously as I follow it Roger will understand this when I when I say that BioShock speaks to uh, one of my prime addictions as a creative persona. Um, I absolutely love anything that even remotely resembles a steampunkish background, and Bioshock 1 definitely uh, harbors that. Um, I loved and played that game to shit, and I, I have... I still go back like you and I still play the game and I have been waiting for Bioshock 2 since Bioshock 1. I was about halfway through and I cannot wait to see exactly what happens because like you said, it's been 20 some odd years since the first one happened and uh, I want to see what changes. I want to see what happens and the assumption and I didn't know about that, the assumption that you took the good guy ending um, really – interest me like you know what made them decide to choose that over you know you decided to be the harbinger and harvest all of them um but i want to see how they work that in too um i'm intrigued i cannot fucking wait i actually it's one of those games that i haven't finished yet i'm dying to finish it but it's one of those games where there's always something else to play kind of thing and on top of that it's actually i've got it on the 360 the three (laughs) The 360 is kind of the wife's machine. <laughs> like, I, can, I can still play games on it and whatnot, but if she's relaxing and she wants to play a game, most of the games that she's playing are on the 360 because a lot of them are um, 
the puzzle quest kind of game. So you, you puzzle quest and I bought her gyromancer, which I mean, fuck, she played the shit out of that game for hours. I'm whispering because I don't want her to know that <laughs> I noticed, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck, she, she loved that game. And so that kind of thing. And of course we've got the 360 hooked up to the LCD. So I don't have to worry about burning the PS3 is hooked up to the plasma. So she plays it all the time. And, but I really love it. But again, it's one of those where, I've got a choice of, okay, well, I'm, I'm working on Dragon Age Origins. Am I going to play that or am I going to go downstairs and play Bioshock? And I really love Bioshock. I really love it. I love the story, love the style. There's there's very few games that are able to um, properly mix in a theme and a soundtrack and uh, a style so well that you hear that music and it puts you in that mindset kind of thing and i mean that's some one of the things that i've said before about diablo 2 where you just have to hear a couple of chords and you are in that mindset and i feel that bioshock does that when you hear that music come on and it's like you feel like you're going underwater it's just like oh that's so cool and it's really well done. It's really, really well done. Like they, I, I love the game. I love the style. It's one of the few games that are that's still at heart a, a first-person shooter kind of game as well. Even though it has a rich lore, rich story, it's still it's still a shooter, and it's still it fits on the console as well. So it's a, yeah, I can't wait to finish it. And just like I made sure to finish Uncharted the first one, so I could get onto the second one, I want to finish the first Bioshock before I get Bioshock Two. But I fuck, I can't wait. Well, like I, I didn't want to throw spoilers out you know it's like bioshock is the only game i really do not want to spoil but it's because it's been out for so long i didn't i didn't imagine that you wouldn't be done with it but this is something that honestly you should take like just on an off day take a step back from from dragon age churn out bioshock and like you know three hour four hour stint or whatever and just get to see the ending because i mean the one thing I that really agree. struck me, yeah, yeah. The one thing that struck me, man, is it's like you're saying the music. I when I booted it up and whatever, I heard that lazy kind of like trumpet and the jazzy kind of thing. I was like, oh shit, it's on now. So, yeah. <laughs> but the story of it, like, it, and I'm pretty good when it comes to like reading stories. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll predict that this plot twist is gonna happen or that plot twist or whatever. There was some, <laughs> there was some shit in Bioshock that really kind of took me. You know, like there was a lot of stuff in there that gets revealed to the character or whatever, and you're like, "Holy shit, that was that's awesome!" You know, it's it, it was really really well done. They masked it really well, at least for me. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I know. Well, well I'll it, go ahead, Joe. I, I was gonna say it, it follows in the same vein as its predecessors too. I don't know if you ever played System Shock or System Shock mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very similar things. Like you think it's going to be very straightforward. Uh, you know, here's the story, here's the plot, get on your rails and run. And then there's these curveballs that they throw in uh, that you have no clue what's going on. And it's like, holy shit, that's awesome. And it just kind of like keeps you interested and keeps you propelled through the game, um, which is one of the reasons why that game in and of itself will always have a place, uh, all of them on my shelves. I have self system, system shock and system shock two, uh, and Bioshock. I have it on the 360, but yeah, I can't agree more. Take, find some time, uh, slip the wife some sleeping pills or something so you can steal your xbox (laughs) for a couple hours and go to town because you will be so happy with the end of that game i really i cannot stress that enough 
Well, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that's one of the games that was written by Susan O'Connor, was it not? Because there is a fantastic write-up on Gamma Supertrip right now that is from Susan O'Connor who talks about game writing. And I started reading it, but I didn't finish it. But she's the one that worked on Far Cry 2. She worked on Gears of War. And if I'm I'm almost positive it was Bioshock as well. Writers for Bioshock are Kevin Levine, designer Paul Helquist, and developed by 2K. I'm going to have to check then because I was almost positive that she had something to do with it as well. But it, it all fits into the same thing anyways. We're in it's how important, like if you can, if you work in the writing in a game early on and you are giving it as much importance as the actual design of the game, you come out with something that's absolutely astounding and Bioshock fits that bill. It's one of those games where you get sucked in immediately, you get sucked into the story and the gameplay supports it. The gameplay is just as good and keeps you going back. Yeah, see, that's well, the thing that hit me. Well, I'm just real quick before before Jiggle Zone. Um, with Bioshock, when I started playing, I thought, oh, you know, it's a first-person shooter. I'm going to figure out the stories. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to feel like a badass when I'm done. You know, you know that there's a reason that all this stuff is happening to you. You just don't exactly know what it is. And they do a very, very good job of giving you little tiny hints here and there, but they don't give you the full, full story until after the climax, you know, the, the first climax that happens in there, you know, the the one big, big one that's like the best scene in a video game I've ever played, you know, with the golf club. Joe, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Oh, that, that I was like sitting there like on the edge of my seat freaking watching that shit. I, I wish I had a save there so I can just go back to that one in particular. But the, the writing of it, you go through and you're – that's the thing I like about game writing versus um, like movies and scripts and whatnot. With the movie, they tell you the character story right off the bat and you're watching a third person. With a video game, you are that character so you know as much as they do. You know They don't narrate shit for you. And I like that. I like that a lot. And they did a very good job with this one. And just well, to, to actually, I, I did find the link. It is Susan O'Connor was actually part of the the writing team on Bioshock, uh, Far Cry 2, and um, Gears of War. So, yeah, I'll actually make sure to put this link as well in the show notes because it is actually really cool because it does talk about the how important writing is in games. And people don't realize that. Until they actually find bad games that have terrible stories, which, I mean, there are a dime a dozen, or until, like, I mean, if you are someone who is actually a writer who actually really tries hard to see the story behind each game and whether or not it's a cliche or something where the writer took a chance and created something. And that's something that she talks about as well, too. If you can get a writer involved a lot earlier in the process of the game, you can then take chances that you otherwise wouldn't have taken if you hired them later on. Because if you only bring them on later on, they don't have time to take chances with a story. So they just basically go with the tried and true. It's a very, very cool interview. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing that uh, I thought was really amazing about Bioshock in general um, was also just the soundtrack itself. Oh, um, yeah. You have about 30 licensed songs in the game. You have remixes of some classic ones that just sound absolutely eerie, like, you know, uh, Moby's remix of God Bless the Child, which is just eerie and creepy and, you know, kind of like sends a chill down your spine the first time you hear it. And it just, it, 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 also is a good case to point out how much 
um, music and sound and ambience really make or break a game. Um, a really a, a lesser known game that people don't know ever existed was uh, for the PS2 way back in the day. Uh, this game was called Echo, and it took place on a uh, an abandoned moon base. Um, it was all audio. There really wasn't any villains for you to fight. It was just all like. It was a, a detective game, for lack of a better term or lack of a better genre, dependent under. But you play that game, and you were genuinely creeped out by the sounds and the music and everything else. And Bioshock's very much the same way. I mean, you want to be, you know, fucking cautious. You want to creep around the corners. You don't feel like Billy Badass, even if you can throw lightning, because, you know, you have this thing in the back of your head. It's like, holy shit, there could be a big daddy around the corner and I'm going to get my ass fucking handed to me. Um, you know, or there could be like a whole bunch of splicers ready to eat my face. And so you find yourself creeping and it's like, in any other game, like if you were to remove that mood music, you'd be going around the corners, you know, trying to hit things with your 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 pipes or your your wrenches and shit like that. And it just it's it sets the tone and it does it so wonderful. And it's nice to see uh, games like that do that. And I think that was one of the the good things about the game as well. I mean, it's not only just a, a case lesson in mortality gameplay, but it's just like how creepy can we make you? With, can we make this game with just a really well chosen soundtrack? No, the, the you nailed it right on there. You know what it is about Bioshock that really sells it. You know all all the all the extra elements like you know the storytelling and the and the sound and the music and whatnot. That that all lends to the one key thing you said. I mean, you don't feel like Billy Badass. You don't feel like you're completely weak, like you're just being taken for a ride. But you never feel even after you get all the weapon upgrades and your freaking your plasmids are maxed out and you're walking around like the Alpha and the Omega. You still know that. You know, you can still hear a spider slicer from the ceiling in the pitch darkness with the echoing and the audio kind of like mocking you and talking some creepy shit. But that's know, something like he's saying. Out of nowhere. It, that is the sound. I mean, I mean, it's it's something that, and I know that you, especially Rick, having done a lot of the videos and whatnot, will be able to attest to a lot more. It's something that I certainly have seen from doing the podcast, and I don't presumed to have been doing pod podcasting that long but it has been about a year and a half now through various podcasts and what you learn is how important sound is and it's actually mm. a ton of fun when you start to be able to play with sound to introduce different elements at different times and things like that to try to coax your audience where you want them to be it's actually fairly cool and it's something that i'm noticing more in games movies and whatever which is something that i never never would have thought was interesting before or even thought that i'd like to do that kind of thing but now as i'm playing more with it i'm thinking it's actually a lot of fun and so when you play a game where in the the sound has such an impact on you the way that you play the game that says a lot i mean you can look at the that same music that was used that same style of music say in fallout 3 if you listen to the trailer and you're like yeah. wow but then play the game and it's like it's not in there it's it, it is but not nearly as much it's not as as much as integrated into the story as say in bioshock but then you play Bioshock, and it's like Joe was saying, that music comes on, it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? <laughs> and you're, you're scared. And it's and all the little sounds, all the little everything's like, I mean, when you hear some crazy person screaming 
and you hear him just a little bit and it's like almost muffled through a wall and it's like oh fuck when am I going to see them kind of thing and you're scared shitless and it really makes a huge difference and yeah it's like one of those things where people don't realize how important sound is not just soundtrack but sound as well and everything Bioshock nailed that just nailed it yeah, the the coolest thing, like you were saying about the sound, really is I think it's the voice acting. Every every little scenario, like every I guess level, whatever that you go through, when it has that one key player, yeah. the one key NPC that you're dealing with, it's like these guys were so well written. Like the one, my favorite one is a uh, that actor, the the guy with the bunny rabbit, Sandra Cohen or whatever. When you go into his little arcade playhouse kind of uh, menagerie, Joe, do you know the guy that I'm talking about? He's with the bunny mask and. Yeah. I know uh, yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, that like when you listen to his little poems and crap or whatever, this is the most fucked up stuff I've ever heard. You know, I mean, it's just really, really kind of disturbing when you when you get into it, and that just lends a lot. Like I said, it is, it is the audio. The audio plays a very, very big part in getting the atmosphere right, and that's what I like. The atmosphere of that game, I don't feel like. I'm easy moding it because I'm very powerful. I'm like, I'm always creeping around corners and crap. I'm trying to like be very cautious. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and again, it's one of those games where I keep thinking like, I seriously have to get back into it and finish it. And my goal is same as with the uncharted. I have to finish it before two comes out because I'm picking up two. The only question right now is whether or not I'm going to spend the extra (laughs) so that I can have that soundtrack on vinyl or not. Because Oh, I am. Dude. Oh, I want it. I so want it. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. I actually, I installed, um, is it Alods or Alods online? Have you seen Alods this yet? The, Alods is, is that the, the, the Russian? The yeah. Russian yeah. Now, I really don't want to cast stereotypes here of any kind at all. However... Like 99% of my spam comes from Russia is the dark <laughs> RU. Um, a lot of, I'm in IT security. A lot of the Icky. scams come from Russia right now. There's a lot of other places as well, but there's a lot in Russia right now. So when I'm playing a game where the store to buy extra stuff is in Russia when I click a link and it leads you to the store and it's all in Russian. There's a little part of me that kind of goes, "E, I don't know about <laughs> putting my credit card on there." And so, yeah, I, yeah, I played it for a while and really it was one of those like, why should I get excited over something that looks just like shit that was playing five years ago, more than five years ago? I'm really finding it hard to get. Get excited and speak of the devil. Kiki's in the house. Kiki, I, I how's it going? I to say to that. Oh, damn it. Damn it? What damn it? Kiki, we're talking about Alods. We're just Alods, Alods, Alods. How are we going to say this? I was going to say Gibberlings, but okay. Gibberlings? I like Gibberlings. You know, I, I saw... I only got All raw Alods. I, I, I watched the, um, the, the video, the gameplay trailer, whatever. They have this really long gameplay kind of like walkthrough bit. And... It looks kind of interesting, but I don't know, man. That I I just don't seriously. See. I'm I'm serious. Like it, it's like a game that was. It, it's like it's no, it doesn't look as good as WoW five years ago. 
Yeah. That yeah, should kind of tell you it. something. And I mean, it, it, that's not to imply that it looks bad. Five years ago, WoW looked good. Even when you go back to shit in WoW that was... Um, that hasn't been updated graphics-wise, it still looks good because it's a stylized cartoon version of itself kind of thing. And that's what this game does. So it's very stylized, cartoony kind of thing. And so it'll kind of live on in that style. But I mean, really, you go out and you're like, it's it's really not that big a, a deal. The, there, there's no... The, the quests are no different than starting quests in WoW. Go kill 10 rats. Go kill those sewer slugs that have shields the fuck a, sh- a slug with shields. anyways and so there's like crap like that but it's like it really isn't moving it. it it doesn't give you anything different than you haven't done five years ago and see well, this to me is a big one because when i'm playing dragon age online or origins right now and i'm thinking like shit look at this shit and how advanced it is how and yet still using mechanics from way back when and how cool it is let's look at star wars the 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 old republic that's coming up let's look at the, the even closer the Star Trek Online, there's, and yes, I know that the, I got to put my drink down because apparently this isn't a short rant. <laughs> like, I know that this is a free to play game that they're saying a free, but you know what? It ain't free. I'm so tired of people saying this is free. Have fun with it. But if you want any kind of functionality whatsoever, like say a bigger fucking bag, you're going to have to pay for it through our microtransactions. That ain't free, people. It ain't it's not a free to play. So here you have this 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 again free to play that you're going to have to pay for, then make it better because if it looks like shit that I was doing 5 years ago, it ain't getting my money. It ain't getting my money to to buy the original game and it sure shit is not getting my money for the microtransaction so I can get a bag to carry shit in. See, and, and my, my major problem that I have with Allods right now is I signed up for beta well before your ass did, and I still haven't got an invite. Fuckers. Well, I did. I got him. I played it for hours to really... And I mean, I gave it a shot within reason. It's not like I played every class. I didn't try everything. Some of them may have been very interesting. Who knows? I did the summoner and I wanted to give it a shot, not just, you know, do three quests and say, I give up. I gave it a shot. I played it for several hours. The, and it's the combat is slow. Like, I mean, seriously slow. It's not cool. It's like you're like killing this fucking rat for a long goddamn time. Like, it should die a lot faster. And you don't feel... You don't feel as if your character, even though they try through the questing to make your character out to be the shits just because you made it through a goddamn portal, it's really not. I mean, it took me how many? It took me three minutes to kill a rat. Really? You could replace me, okay? Like, there's a fly swatter that could kill that goddamn thing faster than I did. I got nothing. You got nothing. Hey, Kiki. Well, I, I I tuned in just to just to hear you say that you had to pay money in a microtransaction to like. No, get I in. did not. No, but that that's how the they're doing it with this game, where it's it's deemed free to play, but it's not. You are actually paying through microtransactions for a variety of things. Oh, freemium. Yeah, well, it's not free. It's not even freemium. It's you're paying. You're paying in one way or another because, I mean, you're stuck with a small bag. I don't know if later on maybe there are drops where you can get bags that are bigger, but I was checking out the store, and if you want a bigger bag, you're paying for it. Now, that being said, because this is still in beta, 
there's no English translation apparently for the store. Even when you click the links at different points, it doesn't lead you, even though you've selected English, it doesn't lead you to the English versions of the site. It's all in Russian, which again, little warning goes up going, I'm not so sure about giving these guys my credit card number. I don't know. It's, it does, doesn't feel right. But when you go into the, um, the shop, for different items and whatnot, then yeah, you are on a Russian site that's showing you different levels of bags that are, I mean, I don't, fuck, I don't know how much that is in, you know, US or Canadian mm. money. Like, fuck, I'll give, I'll send him a coupon for, my, for Tim Horton's coffee. Maybe that'll be enough to buy me a bag. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, fuck, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Sammy, man. Who would pay money for items in a beta. You can't. No, no. Let me clarify again. Sammy, you weren't listening, dude. It's not set up now. The, the beta, it's still mm. in beta. So the site does not actually allow you to purchase anything right now. However, the site is set up in terms of it's showing you what will be there. Of course, again, it's all in Russian right now. So you're seeing that there are three or four bags right now. So if you want to buy a bag, there's like a regular one, a, a blue for a rare, I guess. And then the, again, the old purple Epic bag that is larger. That's the kind that I have, but anyways, so that's, you, you can store more shit. So that leads me to, to, to wonder, okay, well, does that mean that you're going to be able to find bags as you're playing? Or are you going to be stuck with that fucking puny, piece of shit bag that you start off with until you give them money so that you can buy something bigger then don't call it a free game and i yeah, would agree with that because i mean there's, there's a very big distinction between free and oh my god pay for the good shit you know because i mean you could be free all you want like look i mean i i rant about this a lot but dungeons and dragons online um they went to a free model, and as soon as they went to a free model, the game lost all in like any interest I had in it whatsoever. Because to level, you need to pay cash. I mean, there comes a point where you hit a level cap, and in order to break the level cap, you need to pay. That's not free. That's fucking That's bullshit. Right. You know, and, and or you could run this ridiculously hard dungeon that'll take you uh, four hours to get through, and if you fail, fuck off. You're you're too bad. So sad. Have a nice day. So, yeah. I'm 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 sorry that that's ugh, no 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 likey. Okay, we're gonna pause for one. Well, we're not actually gonna pause. I'm bringing Nicole into the conversation at the conference. <laughs> Kiki, you're gonna pick up because I'm actually ringing you. Put your headset mic on right now. Ooh. Kiki, you there? Um, hello. Kiki, <laughs> okay, turn your mic up, dude. We can barely hear you. Are you still there? Or did you give up on us? No, I'm still here. Fantastic. All right. For everyone listening, we've got Kiki Rar in the house. Kiki is actually one of those voices that you cannot help but love on Twitter simply because she's cute as hell, but also because, God damn it, you play damn near every game that comes out. <laughs> And you really give them a shot as well. It's not like you kind of dismiss anything because you think they're crap. You try damn near everything. Well, it's what I do. <laughs> so what do you think about Aladzen? Am I even pronouncing it right? I have no clue how you pronounce it. Okay, let's go with Alods. Seriously, you've been playing it for quite a while and you played most of the characters, right? 
most of them. And like, what did you think about them? Like, what did again? I, I'm I'm kind of bias biased because I think that it is the same shit that we did five years ago. Am I missing something? You progressed a lot further than I than I did. Did you at any point feel that it got better? That it really was more innovative innovative than it it is in the starting levels. Well, there's a lot that you don't get too innovative. Like further on, you get um, airships and ship battles. So I guess that's something new. But I personally enjoy it, and I haven't even gotten to that yet. What do you mean the ship battles? You mean something like along the lines of the Star Trek Online where you're commanding ships as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, well, that's that's a lot different. I What level do you yeah. get that? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think it's around 30, maybe. Oh, Christ. Jesus, <laughs> it'll take, yeah. take you forever to get there. Like, what's your highest level character? Oh, just like 10. I don't play it nearly as much as it seems I play it. <laughs> yeah, but you've I'm played a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. I've played almost all of the characters, but only past the starting area. So, okay, let me ask you this. When I was playing, I got to as far as... I actually got to the point where the slugs... I mean, we're talking pretty early on here. Like, I did the <laughs> the portal thing where you go and fight the other guy on the other ship. Um, yeah. And then you come back. So, like, I really didn't play that much. I kind of wandered around a lot, which is kind of what I do. And <laughs> killed random shit and jumped down and killed a whole bunch of rats. And then and then the prisoners and whatnot, which was kind of interesting, too, that you're, like, beating up prisoners and shit. Like, yeah. there's, there's a prisoner of war treaty that's not quite in effect in this game. But I really didn't go that far. And I know that. And But it it really didn't hook me in early and didn't... It didn't give me anything different, and I don't know whether or not progressing to level 10 would have actually given me any anything different. Um, not exactly. Like you said, all the quests are really just, um, kill this many slugs or whatever, but I don't know. Personally, I really like it just because of the story, which I think there's a lot of thought put into. And I really like how it looks. Like, the Risen are probably my favorite race in any game. Okay, hold on. You like the way it looks. So, again, let's just clarify this. Do you agree that it looks very much like games that we did see five years ago? Case in point, early level WoW kind of thing? Um, I'll say that it looks much, much prettier on the Russian beta. But I can't really agree with that because... I didn't play WoW okay. at the very beginning. Okay, yeah, because it's something that I'm noticing. Like, if you're putting it up, and again, I, I know that because it is, they're deeming it to be a free-to-play, you would expect that there'd be a certain amount of um, a leeway given kind of thing. But in my opinion, if it's free-to-play and yet you have to pay for a whack load of things, some of which being things that you'd actually need to enjoy the game let's just put it that way maybe even progress i don't know if it is that way in this game then it's more thought should have gone into it so if you're looking at games like your ion which though a clusterfuck of a flop um it still is very pretty and and other games as well that 
that are MMOs, so you can't just... I, I don't want to compare to a standalone RPG, say, like Dragon Age, that, of course, can look gorgeous because it's just run off your computer and you don't have to worry about all the other people in the game. But, I mean, it's something wherein I, I find that the game looks very, very... It's very old looking. It looks like something that we, we would have seen five or six year, years ago. And the gameplay mechanics aren't something that are new or, or interesting either. I find, and again, this is where actually I'd like to find out from you because you played most of the character classes. I found that playing as the summoner, goddamn slow, <laughs> boring. The Jeez, battling takes forever. Are all the classes like that? Um... My main character is a, a healer, and while the things die fairly slowly, I don't take, you know, three minutes to kill a slug, but they die, they slugs don't die. Slugs take forever, dude. <laughs> slugs take forever. <laughs> they don't die in a few hits, but I think the spells go so quickly, it's entertaining enough. I will say that, actually, I was a little entertained with the fact that you can't set... Uh, an auto attack. Now, maybe I'm missing a setting somewhere. No, but... no, you can't. I think that's very interesting because they don't want anything to be auto done for PvP and stuff. So it won't auto turn your character uh, towards a mob and it won't auto attack. So stuff like that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And I will say that, actually, that's one of the few dynamics that I enjoyed wherein when you're fighting the cooldowns actually matter because you can't just click a button and then it'll hit every couple of seconds kind of thing which is which was kind of which was kind of nice but that didn't make the combat interesting i think that ion had something with their chain skills which was far more interesting in terms of locking you into the battle and actually making you pay attention as opposed to this. I don't know. I felt that Ion was more of a leap forward in terms of getting your interest, whereas this was just a, a slight improvement on what we experienced five years ago. You might want to try some of the other classes because I think the warrior has a sort of combo system. Actually, all the classes have a combo system, sort of. Really? If you do an attack, I think, five times, something special happens. They're There's asking that, but... a lot. Uh -huh. <laughs> five times, they're asking a lot. My interest was lost after a couple of hits. But, and now, did you play both faction sides? Mm-hmm. And did you notice much of a difference in terms of story-wise? Um, well, yes. The, the, what side is it? The League is pretty much, you can tell it's the, like, light, fluffy, supposedly good side. Right. Um, they have, they have actual airships that are ships, and everything is very bright, but I wasn't that interested. I didn't actually play that character very long. Right. Yeah. Um, just out of the starting area, and that's about it. Yeah, mine was the, I don't know, the bad guys, whatever the fuck they are, because it's the, the yeah, half the human with the, I got the, 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 <laughs> the dude with the, the arms that kind of twist kind of thing, and it's mechanical yeah, arms. Yeah, those are, are yeah. kind of cool, I will say that, yeah, although the freaking chicks really... with the freaking, like, 
all up and at them and the bras are kind of a little too high and it was like a little more than I needed to see. I got to tell you, it wasn't right. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. It's going to be bad dreams about that. But again, when we're looking at I'm serious, Joe, it was not cool. I, I've, I've seen, I've seen the pictures from Kiki. I took screenshots because it was like, oh, no, no, that's not right. You can't do that in the game. There are people who get bad dreams from shit like this. I'm one of them. But again, when we're looking at it in terms of there, we've talked about this before, too. There are so many games out right now that are vying for attention and you've been playing dragon age on well fuck i'm not even going to say as much as you've been playing a lot more than <laughs> i have um dragon age origins and so really i i don't see allods as having a shit and a prayer in this season when you are pitting it against something like dragon age origins well it's an mmo so some people are going to play it but it probably won't be as popular as most of the other name MMOs. But I don't know. I think I'll have a little following. I plan to still play it. I mean, this is their first closed beta, so. Is this something actually you're planning on picking up once it's released? Does it, are you enjoying it that much? I am. I probably won't play it too often because I play so many other games. Uh. Really? I had <laughs> I had not noticed that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that being said though, you have played through to the end of Dragon Age Origins, correct? Twice. Twice. So basically the game is pretty much wrapping up for you at this point here now. Yeah, I'm still I'm still playing it though. Like I've been tweeting I just started a warrior character, which you was a lot more, huh? I yeah, I did see you say that. Mhm. Mm that I've been having a lot more fun with than I expected, cause I beaten it twice on mages, so sort of the same thing. And are you planning on going the uh, what is it, the arcane warrior, right? Mhm. Mm right, is that what you're planning, or more templar? Uh, the the arcane warrior is a mage specialization. Well, hold on a second. The warrior can go... Don't be laughing at me, Joe. You sack of shit. I didn't laugh. She laughed. Templar. I just went, uh-huh. Berserker and Avenger. Right. Okay, so what are you planning for it? Uh, I have... So far, uh, she's a champion. Joe, what's yours? I am going for Templar route. Right. Basically, I want to turn mine into a, uh, a magic juggernaut where you just sit there and take a pounding. <laughs> quick, Kiki, quick, ask me what mine is. Dude, you you can't afford it. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> Even if you sold your body to try to buy it, that would only buy you maybe the login screen. That's it. Yeah, that gets me that gets me the downloadable content without the full not, game. Not even. Kiki, you going to be picking up the, the, um, the return to Ostagar? Of course. Dude, I'm buying it like day one. Like it's <laughs> released. It's like, bot. it's mine. I mm -hmm. cannot wait. And again, this is, it speaks a lot to the, um, how much 
importance they put on story that I don't know if you're in the same boat as me because you've played it a lot more than me. But I'm finding myself so heavily invested in my characters that I can't wait. When they announced that, I thought, <laughs> I can't wait to get back there I because it is an iconic moment in the game. Even though it's early on, you are really sucked into the story. Even by that point, we're in your if you were given the opportunity to go back, it's kind of cool. And when they actually announced the king's armor, I was thinking, "Yes, I don't know sword. how feel how I feel about looting the king's armor." I feel perfectly fine with it because I'm a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead body! He doesn't need it anymore. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Kiki, hmm? how do you? <laughs> oh, Jesus, she stopped listening. How do you? <laughs> How do you feel about the expansion? Like, are you look are you that emotionally invested in the game already that you're actually looking forward to it, or is it just a DLC to to play it a little bit more? Oh, I'm I'm totally looking forward to it. I mean, while the combat is fun, I'm really playing for all the characters and the character interaction in the story. One more question for you before I let you go, because this must be killing you, I know. <laughs> but having played as often as you have with as many mm-hmm. characters of you as you have. How wide a story story arc are you say, seeing with each character? It's surprising, actually. Like, like I said, I've been playing the same class type mostly, but when you switch to another character altogether, it's really different. Actually, people interact with you different, and they're just different little things that you might not exactly notice on your first playthrough because it's like, oh, you're a a mage. But are you, you're still playing typically as, as the nice person, right? Because you're, you're incapable (laughs) of making evil decisions, are you? Yeah. So you're still playing (laughs) as a nice person. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen many, many, instances where making seriously different choices would have an impact oh yeah you can i mean you can kill off all the characters that could become companions you know right when you meet them oh dude i meant to ask you earlier today actually too (laughs) the um okay so first city camp you go to kind of thing there's bandits Mm -hmm. that attack you on the bridge do you know where i'm talking about uh-huh. So you That's slaughter early. most of them. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, listen, there's a question here. You, you kill off most of them, except the leader of them says something along the lines of maybe I can join you or whatever. I actually chose to slaughter his ass because I didn't trust him. <laughs> is he actually a character that would join your team? No, no. Okay, okay. so uh, I don't feel so bad. Throughout the game, they're random people. You can ask to join you, but they don't, so... Just just to lead you down the wrong path, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, Kiki. Oh, sorry, Joe. I was going to say, if you notice some things like that, if you do take some of those options later on, you'll see some of your party members' approval ratings will go down as well if you ask somebody to join that shouldn't be part of your party. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nifty. Yeah, actually, who was it? Was it Hogs that was just saying that Alistar left his, his group? Hogs, was that you who said that? Yeah, Alistar left his group. Alistar, dude. Hooks. 
Hoogs. Sorry, Hoogs. Alistar, I didn't realize that they actually would leave your group. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that Alistar really doesn't like my mage. Like, maybe maybe she should get a little slutty with him so he likes her a little more. Because I don't want him leaving. He's a good tank. <laughs> okay, Kiki, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. You can leave anytime now. Don't leave, though. Stay in the chat room. Okay. You Just can leave. Up. Just don't leave. Don't leave. Stay. Don't leave. Don't leave. We love you. Okay, actually, I'm going to hang up on you. Okay. <laughs> love you, darling. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't, hey, and I cut her off. What? I didn't mean to do can that. We, can we have DP King in, in the chat now? I mean, in the in the voicing now? Because I want to hear an Australian guy rip into you with the French accent, the Australian accent. <laughs> I don't have I think a French that's gonna accent. Be some good Damn you. Right there. Kiki, you rule. Thank radio. you so much for joining us. That was Thanks. fantastic. Kiki's the best. I, I, I will have tons of pixie sticks at next BlizzCon for you. All right, cool. So moving on from there, boys, I actually have an announcement. And for everybody who's listening in the audience as well, I have another guest interview for us for next week. Ooh. I didn't actually Ooh. tell you boys you about, about Twitter. Twitter. It was kind of what I was talking about on Twitter. Yeah, I got us an, in, uh, an interview for next Monday. So next Monday, you guys will want to make damn certain you are listening in the audience for this. It will be the same time, everything. We're going to have a very special individual in the house that I know for a fact that the boys especially are going to like. One in particular. This gentleman is now the lead uh, design for a little game called Champions Online. <laughs> Mr. Bill Roper is going to be in the house next week on Monday. We are going to have a blast with this man. So, yes, Bill from Blizz and from Flagship, which we're going to kind of touch on a little bit because he has brought up in interviews as well how he felt about how he how Hellgate was received and how people took a, a different turn when they were attacking them personally for the game. And uh, I know that I certainly bitched about the game a lot, but I didn't bitch about the people who made it, but some people did. And now he is working on Champions Online. And so, yeah, Mr. Bill Roper will be with us next week on Monday. I am smiling Very like a cool. goddamn fool, you sneaky bastard. I, oh, dude, it took everything I had not to tell you today. Actually, it took Aww. everything that I had not to tell Please. you earlier this week because i got a i was hold gonna of say them. please tell me please tell me you found out today <laughs> not earlier this week when you and i were talking about our little project no 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 i well it was kind of in the <laughs> works but nothing solid at that point but it was like oh, i wish i could tell him but i don't want to and then today when i found out for sure it was all set up it was like oh i so wish i could tell him but no i want it live just so that i can you hear him woohoo you magnificent little fucker. Yeah. So I assume you're going to have uh, a lot of questions, Joe, for Mr. Roper. Yes, I am. So I have a bunch that I'm going to write up, and we're going to get them all ready. But I know that you're going to have a lot, and you're going to write them up as well, too. So you're going to handle part of that interview. So, yeah, Excellent. everybody in the audience, make sure to tune in next week for Bill Roper, who's going to be joining us, who is leading um, Champions Online right now. Champions Online for all of its little hiccups that it has experienced um has actually been doing fairly well and as we've heard joe say repeatedly and as we have seen if you are following the news as well they're busting their ass to improve the game to give us everything that we would like in games that and and they and to keep it fresh and alive um 
they embody everything that a game dev should be in catering to their audience because it's the audience that actually foots the bill. And so I'm really excited to have him on and to the point where I actually patched up champions online and <laughs> I know I didn't give it enough of a try the first time around. I am going to give it a real try. I know Good. that I only, I, it was the free weekend and, and I'm not going to lie to you. And that's, I made sure to say it too. And that's why I made sure to say it in such a way that I was not insulting the game. I know that, hero games are not always for me but i'm willing to give them a good shot but really i only played a little i spent more time creating my character than actually playing him after so i know i didn't give it enough of a try i'm ready to give it a try so what i'll do is i i patched it up and from now until monday i am going to give that bastard the best try that i can and then we'll go from there i'm being told to shut up why do i have to shut up what they heard they heard the uh the statement about the little project so they want a little more information so we'll get to that can i, can I make can People, i make, oh, i gotta go i have to go soon what are you talking about oh dude it's 8 30 yeah that's not right i think I you should cancel the raid I can't. I think, I think you should tell somebody else. I can't. Oh, that's not cool. I'm sorry, dude. The, the, the whole being in charge of things. Uh, fine, fine. There's a little project. I'll let Joe say as much as he wants to share on it. Okay, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be telling too much right now off the bat because a lot of it's still being finalized but i have been asked to take over as lead story and lead designer for a video game project for release on xbox live oh congrats thank you um so that's the project that i will be working on and roger has been gracious enough to uh share in my enthusiasm as well as let me bounce ideas off them as well as giggle like a schoolgirl. oh dude <laughs> um so as I get more information on it, um, you guys will actually be in the know because I'm going to be looking for people that will be testing it. And what better place to welcome our people that are viewers than once it's ready for testing to start sending out invites for the viewers. So as I know more, you guys will know more. It's very, very cool. I will be the first one here to say that we are hugely proud of you and will support you on this. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, I actually got to talk to Joe about this. And frankly, I have been foaming at the mouth, my imagination going fucking ballistic about this. Everything ever <laughs> since he told me about it, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's to think that you could be that excited about a project and about the concepts and the different ideas and how you could play with them. And I know that we did a lot of talking about it via chat and, and I could not keep a fucking straight face all weekend. I couldn't wait to talk to you about different aspects and different ideas and different this and that. And it's just a fantastic thing. It is. And it's, it's to be at the ground level to, um, at the the project's birth now it's nothing major it's not like for a major company or anything like that it's for a little indie indie project for proof of concept but even there it's it's just nice to have enthusiastic people to talk about with it and to kind of um, get excited with me for it so i've been uh losing sleep writing down everything <laughs> that i possibly can um 
and I hope that it will be well received because what I would really, really like to do is I'd like to turn this into a more than one shot project. Well, the thing too is that, like you're saying, only a little indie, but we have seen powerful projects come out of indie studios. I mean, mm-hmm. whether they're an indie studio or not has nothing to do with it. In fact, I'll go you one further. I think that them being an indie studio means that they are more willing to take chances than the bigger studios will take because they're not as concerned with the bottom line. It's more about let's just put something out and have fun with it. So and and the ideas that you've been bouncing off of me are fantastic. They're fantastic. They will sell. They will sell very well. And I can't wait to play them. That's the thing that to me is a a, a sign of how good a project's going to be when you're thinking about it and going, oh, I can't wait to try it. I haven't been that excited about this type of game in forever. And it's like, I cannot wait to try this shit. Yeah, I, and that's that's really nice. And I really appreciate that because knowing somebody who's been around it as long as you and having that sort of enthusiasm makes me happy it means that at least i know that i have a good idea rolling around in my skull dude i've been playing games since literally (laughs) the 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 eight bit gaming like on 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 before even the 486s computers like and to think that again it's uh, we've seen it with say braid with a platformer like braid where in you can reinvent a, a, a style wherein it's not it doesn't have to follow the old um, rules that have been laid out about what a certain genre should be. So, And we see that in gaming all the time. And it's those little games that come out where you think somebody took a chance here. Somebody took a style, took a genre and said, okay, now we know that it can do this. How about we toss in some different shit? How about we take a giant leap forward and really just play with it and have fun and make people want to play it? And so, yeah, some of the ideas that you've come out with, even though you're talking about this being a very small game in terms of the scope of it, they're very fucking cool, and I can't wait to play it. Thank you very much. Um, with that, gentlemen, I have to apologize. Uh, I have to bow out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that magic time. I have to go lead uh, 24 other people into awesomeness. So I will talk to you guys soon. And uh, make sure, for those of you in there, make sure you come to ForTheLore.com. Every update I have of the game, every update that's allowed to be released, I'm going to be posting exclusively on the site. Well, oh, so it's like a developer blog. Exactly. Cool, yeah. man. Hey, All congrats. Right. All right, good luck. Later. Later, John. Well, we still got some time. No, that is, you know what, that that's outstanding. That That's what he's always wanted to do for his career, you know? Yep. So this is going to be a great way to, he's going to catapult, because that guy's got talent. He's oh, going to yeah. catapult into something oh. big, man. Hopefully somebody will pick him up, like a big company will pick him up. Dude, we, we were sitting down talking on oh, Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day now, and literally my brain would stop, would not stop going, because... We're very much of the same mentality, he and I, in terms of writing and whatnot and the stories getting in your head in the the concepts and the and whatnot. And we were having a blast and his ideas are fantastic. And I'm not saying that because we know him and we like him most of the time. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that because he's a swell guy. I mean, everybody knows me well enough to know that I'm fairly honest and straightforward with my opinions because I'd rather give constructive criticism to try to help people and give my opinions. And they're just opinions. People don't have to agree. I'd rather do that than just be, oh, it's great and it's fantastic. So people can trust me when I say it. 
And the ideas that he's coming forward with are fantastic. The ideas he's coming forward with are ideas that I'm literally sitting here thinking, I can't wait to play his game. And to me, that's a huge selling point already. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, he's he's well on his way. He's doing fantastic. And I can't wait to see more on this. And this is exclusively for Xbox Live then? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the coders that he's working with know like the coding for Xbox is different than right. the coding for the PS3. So they would need more coders to do both of my guess, but they're putting it on th- on the, the 360. That being said, a lot of the games are coming out exclusively on one or the other. So mm-hmm. like if you look at a game like Castle Crashers that came out just on the 360, dude, <laughs> my son and I played the shit out of Castle Crashers, had a blast doing it, and he's still playing it, trying to unlock different things. So, like, there's different things that you can put out on one or the other that still will be something that you'll have fun with. Yeah, no, I just got a real motivation now post-New Year's when uh, finances pick up again to try to budget in getting a 360 because that's something I definitely do not want to miss out on at all. I'm going pee, and uh-huh. then we're going to come back and take another caller, and then we're going to go from there. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy, I need no sympathy, cause I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low, any way the wind blows, doesn't really matter to me. Let me jump. Do not like your jokes. Let me jump. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's burn the 
see Nothing really matters Nothing really matters <gasps> But Scooter? Uh, yeah, Chief? Remind me to stop setting up these video conferences. They're not very productive. You got it. Sheesh. So, we're gonna go to DP King. DP King, be ready, my friend. Daniel, how's it going? Hey, no bad, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for joining us for this episode. You've actually been a, a, a very good supporter of the show, too, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Actually... Let's just go right to the punch then, and just to be able to streamline this, um, we, again, we're, we're, we don't have any set kind of theme for this episode. It's just a 10th episode, kind of have a little bit of fun and whatnot. So let mm -hmm. me ask you, what's one of your favorite gaming moments in your gaming history? I'm putting you on the spot. Think of one as fast as you can. Oh, I hate you. Um... I joined the club. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Come yeah. up with someone. All right. Hanging um, up on you. Come on. I can't think of anything, man. Okay. Let's just narrow it down then to a game. I'm assuming you've played WoW probably more than any other game, correct? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's one of your favorite moments that you've had in WoW? It would honestly be the first time I raided in Karazhan back in BC. It was one of my favorite yeah, Carol actually was a very interesting instance the the first couple of times you did it. I don't know if you fell into the same kind of, uh, of oh, yeah, schedule as we did, did of over and over and over and over, and it became a pain in the ass. But initially, it was a fucking blast to play, especially to figure out as well. Yeah, it was great. It was great, right? Did you actually go in your guild knowing most of the raid, or were you guys figuring it out as you were going along? I had been in a raid prior to the one that I um, am in now um, that had cleared it. So I was going into a guild that had um, no experience whatsoever, but I knew about it, if that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so you're a ringer. Um, yeah. Of. Yeah. What was one of your favorite sections of the uh, the care run? Favorite section would probably be um, it, it, the guy that drops the druid stuff. I can't pronounce his name. It, it, um, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. one of my favorite bosses. Yeah. See, I found that I like the, the chess event, like a lot of people, simply because it was oh, yeah. so different than everything else that had been up in the game up until then. And it's yeah. not like it was that huge a deal, and it certainly wasn't difficult, but it was so weird and different. And it's like the first time you're there and you're trying to figure it out, it's like, what the shit? What is this crap? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Anyways, I'm going to let you go then. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Okay, cool. Take it easy. See you. you know, I actually had... I was reading that question because you put it in the in, in the wave thing, but I actually had an answer for that in particular. My favorite gaming moment, hands down across any game, 
was back in molten core when um like way 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 back like in 06 playing wow with my wife on a sunday morning and we were both in molten core and uh i got like my first ep- my first loot drop ever that was freaking that was cool that was a lot of celebrating for that yeah see it's funny how um like obviously i'm not lying like you guys joke around about my age i'm not that old but i mean i'm like way back to gaming on like a <laughs> a, a tandy color computer too kind of thing like i mean kind of way back and yet a lot of the really powerful fun gaming events still are blizzard games so i can remember the diablo and the diablo 2 sessions that i had kind of thing as well as obviously the wow ones and because i experienced a lot of the wow ones with my kids it has a bigger impact. And you're going to see this when you game with your girls later on. Um, those games, even if there are crap-ass games, are going to be something that you're going to remember a lot more fondly. Like, I mean, I played The Sims with my eldest son, The Sims 1, and had an absolute blast playing that shit with him just because it was, again, it's that interaction with your kid, and that means a lot. Like, I I can remember sitting down. Oh, this is... (laughs) I can remember sitting down with my youngest son. Now, again, we... We're a gaming family, quite obviously. Like, I've talked about all the consoles that we have and everything else. Everybody games. Um, Like, I mean, the wife used to... I used to come home from work and find the wife playing um, Zelda on a a Nintendo 64 kind of thing. We like playing games. So, of course, when the youngest was born, he was raised playing games. He still is very active. I mean, up until my knees were shot, we were playing football all the time and, and, and shit like that. Like, he's very active, but as well, games have a place as well so anyways i remember one time i had him he was staying home because he wasn't feeling well and he had strep throat now i don't know if any of your girls have gotten strep throat but what happens when you have strep throat for anybody who doesn't know in the audience is that for kids it gives them this like old man voice kind of thing like (laughs) they're they're they sound like they're 80 years old and we stayed home one day and i had my youngest with me who at the time would have been like maybe six he was he was young and so we used to play half-life the first one on console and we play co-op or we do the death matches to play against each other and so we're sitting there and the tv was at the end of the living room and we're sitting leaning up against the couch and here's this little kid who's sick and he's sitting beside me and we're sitting on the floor leaning against the couch and he's in his little robe and he's like sniffling and stuff and he's got his controller and he's sitting beside me and he's like like really low beside me kind of thing and we're playing and every time he'd kill me you'd hear (laughs) and like this little 80 year old man laugh kind of thing (laughs) and he'd be going around and he didn't have the energy to look up and laugh or be energetic he'd just be sitting there going and then he'd kill me again and again and it's those kind of moments that you really remember yeah i'm looking to get a couple of those moments now this coming year because um my daughter's turning eight 
and um she's she's now is when she started to rear her head around like hovering over my shoulders i'm gaming and you know mimicking stuff that i'm doing on the game which is actually really really cool she actually wants to give it a try now i didn't want to push her into gaming i figured she'll pick it up like i picked it up as a kid you know it's just something that they want to do and i'm very proud to to report that she really wants to get into it and i'm happy about that well it's something we're in if you involve them in the game much like anything if you involve them in what you're doing they will be interested because you're the parent it's just a very it's it's in the genes there's there's no other way to describe it it's they will want to be with you and do things with you regardless of what you're doing if they're able to so i've always made a point of involving the kids in whatever it is i'm doing whether it's gaming or or other things and they learn from that so it's always yeah. fun. And I've gamed with all of the kids at different times. And then from there, they progress from there and decide whether or not gaming is for them. In much the same way that I read a lot and I write a lot. So the kids are very involved in that kind of thing. My wife's an artist, so they've all done various things in art and whatnot. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different things. But, yeah, no, I've some of the most fun times I've had in gaming have been with the kids simply by because it's been that much more cool just because it's with your kids i mean the day that i kept my youngest from school so that we could get burning crusade and get two copies so that we could play together and create our Drenai together is probably one of the most the coolest gaming day i've ever had in my life and for sure yeah. for him too i mean keeping your kid home from school so that you can get BC and, and have fun and create new characters. I mean, we had a blast. We were waiting in line. It was January, freezing cold, North Ontario winter. It was Ugh. terrible. And the winds were like freaking whipping us. I drove him past the, the turn for his school because he thought I was driving him to school. And he like turned his head and looked and said, where are we going? And I went, I thought we'd go somewhere. And he was like, but my school's over there. And I said, I know you're going to take the day off. And he was like, okay. And he didn't ask because he was still young at the time. And so then we went to one of the shops that had a lineup outside waiting for the doors to open to pick it up. And we stood in line. And I'm serious. It was cold. We were bundled up. Like, this is middle of winter, January. Bundle up, scarves, everything. We're outside. And the line of guys... And he's standing beside me, and he's looking up at me. And he kept saying, like, what are we doing? And I'm saying, well, you know what? I decided that. And I'd prepped him before for a couple of weeks. Like, what kind of character would you like to play in this and that? Because I hadn't allowed him to play up until then. And so I said, well, you know what? I decided that I'm going to let you play. I had two accounts at the time. I said, I'll, I'll buy two copies. We're going to go home, and we're going to play. And you're going to get to make your... He decided on a Jernai Mage. I got the biggest freaking hug you can ever imagine, and I got high fives from the guys in the lineup. So it was awesome. And and it's like, again, moments like that where, like, it really hits you and, like, how much you can be doing shit with your family. Yeah, like, I've kind of got going that on now with the whole reading and writing thing. So she loves to read. Like, she'll read anything. And I've got this big thing for wolves, obviously. she Every day she comes out with, like, a new wolf book from the school library that she, you know, that her class got to go pick out. But um, as far as writing, she's actually – I'm trying to get her to write more, and she has been. And so I've got this big stack of just stuff that she's written, little stories and whatever. Like, what I used to do as a kid, and, you know, I pretty much kept it to myself, but I'm kind of making her – 
you know, give it to me. And she's now, now that's motivated her. So I'm, tra- I'm basically transcribing it now and I'm going to put a little blog for her on the, on the web for, uh, for the family. Cause we got family in Montana and Ireland, you know, here in, in Florida, we got them like all over the damn place and we don't really get to keep contact up, but she, she's ecstatic about that idea. She loves it. She loves the fact that other people are going to get to read stuff that she's writing. She's always telling us these stories, but she just drags on when she tells it to us. So that's going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as far as gaming. I'm really hoping that it pays off and she kind of like gets into the whole gaming thing because that's something I never got to share. But I found kind of funny because like I met my wife in a video game. You know, all of my friends are gamers. Everybody of my generation, all you know, the 20, 30 somethings right now are gamers or, you know, majority of them are gamers. And now we're all kind of growing up and having kids and going into, you know, leaders of industry and shit. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, do you want to keep that? gaming do you want to start that as a tradition you know so you just keep passing that on and passing that on just like you know people passing on sports or or whatever it is i i don't i'm 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 a very strong advocate that gaming is is a very worthwhile medium to kind of pass down something that you should you know keep up with your kids all right we're gonna bring in sammy because i have a question for him (laughs) mr samodian i'm adding you to our conference call pick up you already know what i'm gonna ask just to keep this fresh and going sammy no he's not even in man he's i there. don't see him on the i'm here i'm here. he's there he's there where he the man he there he's there before you even knew he was there sammy if there was a movie or a tv show that you would like to see turned into a game what would it be Oh, kind of putting me on the spot. But, I mean, there's so many out there that have already become games with, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, just off the top of my head, one that I think would make a cool game is uh, Nine, that CGI movie that just came out. Because it was such an awesome universe that they created with this crazy style and great music. And the movie just never explored it. I'd like to see more of it. Hmm. Great answer. Fantastic answer. Yeah. Although very much Sackboy-ish. Little Big Planet, but much darker. And actually, if they turned it into more of an RPG feel kind of thing, yeah, I feel you. That would be fantastic. Or maybe, you know, mm. kind of some kind of cool, like, action, or not even action, just like an old school adventure game out of, like, Doctor Who or something. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, actually, that would be kind of cool. Good answer, my friend. Hey, it's what I do. You bring me on, I give you quality. That you, you know do. what I would actually like to see? I'd like to see District 9 explored more in different ways. Have you seen that movie yet? I have not seen it yet, but yeah, that would be kind of nifty, but I don't know how, I, since I haven't seen it yet, I really, really can't say how it would play out in a game. It's it's a weird story in that superficially it's just, you know, ultraviolet alien shoot them kind of thing, but if you actually watch the story and pay attention to it, it's a really, really deep and good story. It's kind of tragic, but it's still a very, very interesting kind of story. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Actually, again, one of the ones... Way. One of the ones that I was thinking of, because it's funny because I've been thinking about the, again, the Star Trek, um, the Old Republic, and how I'm not a huge Star Trek fanatic, or sorry, Star Wars fanatic, and yet, again, with the Star Trek, I'm looking at it thinking, I I'm really want to play, but I'm not a huge Star Trek fanatic, and yet I'm thinking, you know what, if they could really make a star or sorry firefly that worked which they oh. i know they tried and it failed but if they could do it and it worked that would be fantastic but also a battlestar galactic oh 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 that would be amazing dude a battlestar galactica like actual game would Ooh. be phenomenal 
So yeah, that's that's where my heart on goes. All right, Sammy, thanks for coming out, man. Hey, thanks for uh, bringing me on real quick. All right, bye. Sammy levels really slowly. Yeah, it, it would take him forever. He'd be no. Like, I mean, like, I just I thought of it now, thinking like, man, we don't get enough Sammy, and I'm like, that's because I don't think why isn't Sammy you know doesn't come on as often. I go, well, because Sammy, Sammy takes months to to do stuff. <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad saying it, but it's like, fuck, man. He's slow. He's a precious child. He still wears his helmet when he drives to work because it reminds him of the days on the bus. <laughs> Okay, actually, one of the other questions that I was thinking as well, too, because, again, I, I knew that we were going in blind for this this episode, but I, I still did think that uh, there's a couple of things that I thought would be interesting to think about and, and chit-chat about. One of them being any game that is has been done that you would like to be reinvented in this time and brought back. Hmm. Stop typing. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to think. Damn. God, such a something, sometimes. something that you really had a blast that you would like to see brought to this generation, reinvigorated and brought back again, something that you'd like to play. Um, you want to know actually what I would like to play, but it's, it's, Who, a, it's not you're answering, but game. freaking dude is answering, but he was like, not there. It, you know, um, have you ever played a game called or heard of a game called shadow of the Colossus? Yes. Okay, not an old kind, not an old old game, but it was like a sleeper kind of cult game. It was the it was the best game in the world nobody played. Like I played Hello. that thing and it was amazing. Oh shit, did we get who? I got Mark. Hoogs, you're on. Yeah. I'll... Hey, and we can hear him this time. Yeah, yeah I give him some I give him some coaching. Okay. <laughs> Games you'd like reinvested reinvented and brought back. You said Planescape Torment. Yeah, that was the only game I think when I was young that I played that I didn't cheat once. <laughs> That's why I'm out of luck for. Are you like me though, wherein if you find a cheat for a game, it immediately ruins it for you? No, maybe because I've got a god complex. I'm like, uh, kneel before me, fuckers, or I'll fucking swipe you. So I'm like, yeah, I'm running about infinite goal, you know, all that shit. But since, like, been, I've got like I'm on the 360 now it's more like ah uh, this little bastard here shoot me again why can't I put a cheat mode on and fuck that little bastard <laughs> I swear a lot <laughs> it's I actually didn't play through that one so I honestly oh, I couldn't tell you amazing. it was it was basically the one when you well, it's kind of, I think it came at maybe the same time as like Boulder's Gate and um Icewind Dale and you know Baldur's Gate I was alright it's a good game you know but it's kind of like light hearted compared to Planescape Planescape Torment because that was really fucking dark and it was just it was it was weird it was mostly like in my opinion like you play like Baldur's Gate Icewind Dale it's like you got to save the world you got to do this and do that and then on Plans Planescape Torment it was basically like you just want to know who you are. 
Well, see, Planescape is actually one of those games, too, that most people who have played it regard it as one of, actually one of the best lore games, if you've never played it, to play it, to be able to experience that story, that it was actually that well written. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, to me, I don't really, I'm not really much into, into the lore of a lot of games. Like, I'm, at the present moment, I'm still playing, I'm playing Dragon Age while I'm talking to you guys, and all the lore and that is just, <laughs> like, too, it's too much, and I'm not, I can't be arsed, I'm getting my arse kicked by a fucking ogre <laughs> here. Don't fucking did, die! Did he, did he mule kick you yet? Oh, man. I had an ogre mule kick me yesterday, and I killed myself laughing. It was just hilarious. It's, it's, I, I've, I've, don't know how many times I've sweared at this bloody game. I think more times than I swear when I'm playing Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> but, and I do swear a lot on that. But it's, I had to, I'm going on a rant now, so what we're talking about, I, fucking game, right? Um, yeah, Planescape Tournament, it was, to me, it was one of these games that I didn't cheat on. Oh, I don't want to switch the Xbox off because I've got my arse kicked. Right. It was one of the games that I didn't cheat on. It was complex. It was good when you actually done something. It felt like an achievement. And I'd like to have it back on, but I don't want it to be like, hey, look at this. It's got, it's, it's run by the Unreal Engine. Look at the guy flabbing the air when he gets punched. Just give me the game. I don't need any of your fancy words. Just keep the game. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Who's. I'm going to let you go. All right. Cheers. Go back and try not to get killed. I can, I can stay on for a while. I mean, I've got nothing to do. It's like two in the morning there. And you're playing Dragon Age Origins, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've like, got all my Xbox games on the floor. So if I'm easily bored, just need to just reach back behind me and just grab a game. How are you finding it on the console, though? Um, I was really angry with it at the first. It's like, what the fuck is this menu? Got to play. I got to press the left control the trigger button to bring up a menu, and then I got to press the L, the left shoulder button for this and that. And I was like, no, fuck this. But it's if you if anybody's played uh, Massive Effect on the Xbox, it's basically like that. Well, so Bioware, it's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, but like even the menu because it's. Like Mass Effect was like completely different to Jade's Empire, you know. So once you get the, once you if you played Mass Effect and you used to the like the, the controls and how you like set a target, you know, and press the right spell, it's it's easy. The one thing that's worrying my mate if I control my mage, I'm a healer. The healer I play the healer better than the fucking game itself. And I'm seeing my own character running about, kicking ass better than I would if I was controlling him. Yeah, that's one of the things, too. My little mage is actually a spirit healer because I want to be the one keeping everybody alive because I don't trust the AI to be able to do a good job at it. We've all been scared by bad AI. I'm seeing some like Sam here with the Mass Effect 2 armor. It's kind of good in Dragon Age. I mean, it was just... it's. It's weird when you're walking about with an armor, you have blue dragon glowing red, and you got your visors glowing red, and I'm thinking, I don't kind of think they had that in Baldur's Gate too. 
<laughs> All right, Hoogs, thanks for joining us. I'm going to let you go. So I uh, I don't know if there's anything else, actually, that you wanted to cover tonight. Uh, DPS just put a question here. Did I do the second playthrough of Borderlands on the same character, and what did I think compared to the first time around? I'm actually, I'm, I think my soldier is level 43, and I'm just at the point where I'm leaving... Um, I'm leaving like the whole Firestone area there, Badlands or whatever, and it's it's much more enjoyable the second time around. It really is. The first time around, I felt like the game was way too easy, simply because you're like you just if you're if you're there grinding or you run into a group of mobs and you kill them, you're gonna out level every single quest that you get, pick up every job, every mission, just becomes trivial is what it, it classifies it as, and you know you out level everything, so there's really no way that you can die. You well, know. see, what I found with that is that it is actually see, I I did the the first playthrough obviously, and I finished it all, and then I was told by a good buddy of mine that the second playthrough is very difficult, and yet yes. I've been polishing off the bosses on the second playthrough as if they were made as if they were fucking pinatas. They've been a joke to kill and that might have yeah. to do with my build but frankly i pff, they've been super easy okay we've got dp king in the house mr daniel proctor thank you for joining us sir have you actually Michael? been playing through for the second playthrough right now honestly no that was just a, a general question because i am still on the first playthrough how far are you in the first playthrough i'm just at old haven now Okay, okay, you've oh, actually got a while to go. Yeah. yeah. If you I've plow through, if you, yeah, if you plow through from Old Haven, you can actually finish it fairly fast. If you if you concentrate only on the campaign quest, you can be done fairly fast. If you go with all the side quests, it'll take you a little while, but you're not that, that far. Old Haven is one of those zones, though, and I'm sure Enrique will agree with me, where it is actually... A very cool zone, a very tough zone, even very on the first playthrough, but you really don't get much of it. You're in there for a little bit, you do a couple of quests, and then you're done, and then you don't go back. And I feel that they should have done a lot more in that zone. No, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, when, um, when you do get to... I, you never go see... You never go to Sanctuary... That's the one thing that kind of struck me because everybody's always talking about it later on in the quest or saying, oh, you know, sanctuary, sanctuary, this sanctuary, that sanctuary is in an uproar, blah, blah, blah. And that's supposed to be like the non-hick, non-destroyed version of Borderlands because like everything there looks like it's bombed out the hell. It looks like it's just a giant District 9, you know, it's nothing but junkyards and they're saying all this stuff about yeah. sanctuary. I'd like to see that, you know, I don't want to have to wait however the hell long for the DLC for it. It would have been nice to get it the first time around. Yeah. I can't wait for tomorrow for the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing on? You're playing on PS3 or 360? Uh, 360. Okay. Yeah, see, we're going to have to wait a while longer because we are on PC. Yeah. You bastard. Mm. It's annoying. I'm I'm actually feeling for you because I, I think it's really annoying that you have to wait. Yeah. It's going to actually, you're going to have to make sure to let us know what it's like because I'm interested to see what the, that DLC is going to be like. I, I'm thinking that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, um, I don't anticipate that it, there's that many hours in there. They're talking about, you know, two to four hours worth of content. And I'm thinking it's probably closer to two hours. I actually heard there's about six to 10 hours of content. I find that hard to believe. Fair enough, but that's what I heard. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. 
as far as how long the content is, um, I don't know what's going on, but I was watching the gameplay footage that they have. on. You know, if you look at game trailers, they got all this exclusive gameplay footage of the actual DLC. And I don't know if it's just, um, excuse me, if their players are just that bad, like they're, they're testers or whatever, <laughs> or if it's really that hard because man you know there's literally there's one siren you know this is, the video is from from a, a lilith point of view you know and she is just getting swamped i mean there's 40 50 freaking mobs on the screen just bum rushing spitting acid or trying to like you know eat her brains or whatever the hell i'm thinking to myself damn <laughs> that is ridiculous for borderlands i mean i could i could expect that in left for dead left for dead 2 which is i think they're trying to to emulate that i mean fuck they've got the the Tankesteins are basically the boomers. <laughs> yeah, it's the same goddamn thing. So I think they're te- they're trying to emulate the Left 4 Dead mentality. So I'm thinking that that swarm, yeah, is coming to you, but they're not nearly as tough as the Borderland mobs typically are. Mm, yeah, uh, Borderland mobs, at least in the second playthrough, it's you can you can shoot up something for a while and it will not die the you know especially the the fact that every other mob that they throw at you is you know, one of the badasses one like the elites and they throw tons of those mothers at you it's ridiculous yeah yeah they're I, a lot cooler, tougher to kill go ahead db no i was just all i was gonna say is that i love the damn game <laughs> yeah that's all I do enjoy it still, like, as much as we bitched about the ending, which I will maintain was still fucking... I don't want to ruin it for you, buddy, but it sucks ass. It's unbelievable. Oh, no. I've seen the ending of the game. It's fucking terrible. It's stupid. Yes, it is. But the lead-up to it is good, and the actual game itself is very good, which is why when this, this DLC comes out, I'm thinking... I do want to play it. I actually do really want to give it a shot because it still yeah. is the game. It's using the same game game engine, the same mechanics, and the same uh, plot style and everything else. So, I, yeah, I do yeah. really want to play it. I just hope to hell they do a better job wrapping it up than they did the the, the actual game. Yeah, that was absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ending was uh, meh. Yeah, and they're talking about they've got another DLC planned as well for it. They haven't actually announced it, but they're oh, talking oh, really? that there is going to be another one as well. Hmm. I didn't hear about that. So we're going to let it go at that, and I would like to send a big shout-out to everybody in the audience who took the time to join us. Everybody who joined us in the recording as well. Kiki, you, my dear are a goddess of gaming. We all love you. And it was a privilege to have you on the show. Hoogs, you rule. Thanks for joining us. It was hard at first, but we got you on, man. And it was worth it. DB King, a pleasure to have you on the show as well. And Sammy, you know I love you, man. I mock you, but I love you. Great to have you on the show. Everybody else, thank you for joining us. Make sure to join us next week on Monday, 645 pre-show, p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. So hold hold on a sec, Roger. Oh, uh, what? I'm not. I'm not going to stop broadcasting. Oh, okay. No, I'm asking. Is this something no, no. that the audience need to hear? No, I was just going to ask you. Um, do you gauge all of your how much you you like somebody and how much you respect somebody by how much shit talking and how how horribly you drive their souls in, oh, into the ground? I love you most of all, Winnie. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking, Pooh man. Bear, you, you, I love you most. You you tear you tear my shit apart like on a daily basis, so I'm kind of wondering, you know, 
It, will I it make it? you feel better if I tell you how much I love you? Will it? It, it kind of would it, as long as it, we're broadcasting it, 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 it so I have witnesses. Part, a small part of you will feel better and you'll grow as a man. Well, Would I don't like, know about grow. I, I don't know what kind of growing you want me to, you know. If I if I actually mind. rub on the screen, just go, oh, 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 how's that? Oh, does that does that do it for you? <laughs> and without folks in the audience, we're gonna stop broadcasting. I think we've reached an all-time low. <laughs> Take care. Bye, audience. Speaking of which, I has my beverage. I'm happy now. Good. And I didn't have to make a sandwich, dude. The roast beef turned out good, so I'm full of food. <laughs> I didn't have to eat like a, I didn't have to eat like a poor person today. I'm so proud. How sweet is that? Oh god, no! I've just been drinking since four o'clock. <laughs> nice. I'm actually a pretty happy drunk, which is a good thing. So am I. <laughs> my wife's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I missed the. <laughs> They can't. She can't hear you, but babe you can pass it along. Oh, here one second. <laughs> They're trying Will to say hello. modern technology never cease microphones? Yeah, she's all like, over her head. That show. What's the matter with you? Get the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you had the mic. She is like wearing the headphones upside down, so she had the mic like on the back of her head. <laughs> like it's like shameless to ask this, man. But if I have no friends at all down here, like I'm the only person of everybody I grew up with. Why is that not surprising? Like I got this. I closed my uh, my Twitter. Twitterati, whatever the hell thing, um, twirl. There's a new name every one day. built into the Ustream. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried, tried to get the social stream, like, I try to get the stupid social stream to work, and it doesn't. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you tried to log in, and you failed. And it failed. That's, <laughs> because emailing would be easy. Yeah, well, let's, let's not confuse a child. You know what? You know what? Just shut up, dude. Just shut up. Stop making fun of me. You're you starting you're already. So, you think you're so clever, don't you? Just a little. Uh huh. Oh crap! Where is that? I gotta find that. What? Randall's porn order. <laughs> I don't need another game, guys. You're killing me. Yes, killing my marriage, guys. You. Your ma please, the size of your dick is going to kill your marriage a lot sooner than any game will. <laughs> what are you <laughs> cat? You don't want to with your ex. <laughs> yeah, but at least my penis size isn't in question. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Prima fucking Donna. Dude, you could have shaved the hair off your back. Christ almighty. <laughs> Wow. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of growing it really long. I want to break Lift my Lift a weight once in a while, here. too. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that was when I was 18 and fucking retarded. I'm like, I'm 18. I'm going to go get a tattoo. And then I got this stupid shit. Uh, I'm happy. I don't care how shy you are. 
I don't. It's shy. Who the hell cares about shy? <sighs> Kiki, we're nice guys. You can do it. That's funny. Whenever he has to pee, he turns into a redneck. I'm gonna pee. Just. I want to hear the rage. Like a church mouse. Or do it like a, a for the horde kind of for the lore. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> this is gonna be for a promo bumper. Oh, what was I supposed to say again? This is Kiki Rara, and you're listening to For the Lore. This is Kiki Rai, and you're listening to For the... Uh, you almost said For the Lore. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were in the moment, though. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, take two. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, this is Kiki Rai, and you're listening to For the Lore. That, okay, okay, with more girl. Uh, you you, you could... You don't gur? I don't gur. You don't gur. Gur. You don't gur. There's no anger. There's no rage that you can drop on. No anger at your boyfriend. No. Oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> it was still fantastic, and we're going to use it. Yeah, you can still use that. Definitely. Stop it. Freaking Scots, you can't rely on them for anything. Man, Kiki lasted longer than he did. <laughs> Okay. Oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a, a Jeopardy right there, possibly. Or am I just going to edit it <laughs> out? <laughs> you know, I, I like it when I hear the disc scratching sound and then Jeopardy playing. <laughs> I really like when you edit that in there. It's not an episode unless you hear Jeopardy, basically, is what it boils down to. <laughs> Listen, I, I've got anger issues. If I have to... You know, I, no, no. I mean, like, I got a hair you're trigger, man. The kind of talking shit to a drunken up. Frenchman, please. Okay, yeah. So you got the same. I'll name. argue with you and bang your wife all in the same night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now hold on. If, if that's the case, I got a buddy of mine that I can be. Wow. I love you guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hi, this is RST Video Calling, customer number 4352. I'd like to place an order. Okay, I need one each of the following tapes. Whispers in the wind, to each his own, put it where it doesn't belong. My pipes need cleaning. All tit fucking volume eight. I need your cock. Ass worshiping rim jobbers. By cutting eight shafts. Come clean, come gargling naked sluts. Come buns three, coming in socks. Come on Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Men alone too, the KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh yeah, and uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Yep. Oh wait a minute, uh, what was that called again?